Welcome to Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy. Well, footy and other things uh, coming up on this week's edition of Off The Bench. Scotty Sattler, hello. Welcome to the show. Footy and stuff. There's plenty of... Well, the reason I include stuff mm. is because there's plenty of sport going around in the world at the moment. Of course, there's... We'll cop a, another flogging from the All Blacks this weekend in the uh, in the Bledisloe. In Dunedin, too. It's about now. Really uh, tough to yeah, win it. Yeah, that, that'll, yeah. that'll happen. That, it's done. Uh, I do love that the Bledisloe's on early during the day. Yes. I like it. Yes. Uh, if you want hello- to start drinking, you can drink really <laughs> early. <laughs> hello to my mates who have cracked their first rum already. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on from that, mm-hmm. uh, we've also got the Netball World Cup going on where the Aussies lost to England. That was a pool match, wasn't it? It was. It was, wasn't no, it was played on a court. Yeah. It wasn't in the pool. So they're still that would L- be water polo. They're still active. They're still in the hunt. Yeah, no, they're fine. Yeah. They'll probably uh, finish second in their group. But, yep. but, 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 of mm. course, the, uh, the soccer... FIFA Women's World More Cup football. is continuing. What? Well, if you're, if you're a sports nut, it's football. Okay, righto. Okay. FIFA. Do you want to answer your phone? It just won't stop ringing. I don't know who it is. <laughs> oh, by the is it is it Miss O? No. Uh, the lovely Beck, because she was, wasn't she dress shopping the other night? How'd she it was. go? Did she get something nice? You got a big formal dinner coming up. Well, she did send a photo through saying, "Do you like this dress?" And as I discussed with you, I said, "Well, if you say no." You're she trouble. thinks, oh, I'd, obviously it's I don't look her. good in it. Yeah, yeah, it's not the dress, it's her. Yeah. So I was sort of like, oh, I'll give that a 7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way of saying, yeah, it's all right, but it's not the best. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit of a little bit of. Um, you gave her a little bit of little bit encouragement. Of advice, <laughs> a little bit of advice out there for the, for the gents when they say, yeah. does my bum look big in this? Yes. You go, no, it's the four Big Macs he ate during the week. What? No. No, no. No, no, you can't say that. No, so what? So for the gents, if they say, "Do you like this dress?" You go, "Oh, probably a seven out of ten. I don't mind it." Yeah. To a female, that's a five out of ten. Yeah. So they'll pick something. So else. you're letting them down really lightly. Are, are we actually talking about this? It's just because to me it's that's what bullying. It's what I do. It's just a yes or a no. No, I think I think there's probably better, mm. and I think you could spend more money. Mm. I ask what the price is first. And if, if if it's above what I think the the budget is, <laughs> then I'll go. No, nah, it's. I reckon there's something better. Let's go to Kmart. Come on, there's got to be something there. <laughs> hey, West Tigers legend Pat Richards uh, joining us. Uh, you and Rat had a great chat with him during the week, like a "Where are they now?" type segment. Great guy, Patty Richards, uh, tremendous athlete. And I, I so, a lot of people sometimes ask you, "What's the worst injury you've ever seen on the footy field?" The worst injury I ever saw on the rugby league field was Pat Richards in a trial, 2004, where he double dislocated his ankle. And I went to help him up off the ground, and he was on his back, but his ankle, his toes were facing the grass. No, 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 no. And I never thought he'd ever come back from it. And he did, of course, and he was involved in one of the great grand final moments with Benji in 2005. Still had a lot to do, you know. When Benji did the flick pass, which was amazing within itself, he still had so much to do, Benny yeah, Paddy right. Richards, before he could score that yeah, try. He did, yeah, did. big winger, it, massive yeah. six four. So back then, he probably would have been. I mean, nowadays that's just the average size for that a winger, sort of, right? Well, the Broncos were the first that started sort of the, the consistent big wingers, yeah. where there was Wendell and then Lottie, yeah. and then every other club started following. There'd right. been big wingers before, but then there was, yeah, the Warriors started 
Yep. Having big wingers, Francis Malley. And, um, so that was about the changing of the guard from the smaller, faster. Well, not yep. necessarily small, but yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. You had to be they were sort of looking at 6'2", 6'3", and above. Because of the kicks to the corner. Yeah, like you just want another forward. And so Paddy Richards was – he was amazing. Yep. Just a big man. Had, Great goal kicker. And one of the biggest boots I've ever seen. As in foot size or kicking-wise? Both. I think he's about size 14. But no, when he – Imagine connect, trying to put that foot back into place. He connected – when he connected with the footy, like he was – he was like the, the new age Ricky Stewart. And then he was the – Yeah, wow. The older version of Matty Burton. I'm looking forward to hearing what uh, he's up to nowadays. Time for our running hot segment, except nothing less than uh, Australia's best rim. Uh, I guess the running hot. We're going to move away from rugby league mm-hmm. for a moment, but it's got to be the the Matildas through to the round of 16 at the FIFA Women's World Cup. They'll play Monday, 8 p.m. You can hear that on SEN stations uh, and via the SEN app. So make sure you download that ready to go. Uh, it's going to be a massive game. If they win that, and I don't want to look too far ahead, if they do beat Denmark, then it possibly sets up a quarterfinal match in Brisbane. Against? France. Wow. Who they beat a couple of weeks ago yeah, in a fiery too. clash. Yeah. So um, I think three of the top seven or f- top five teams have been knocked out. Germany knocked out overnight. There you go. Yeah. So it's it's wide open. Yeah, so Australia ranked 10th in the world. Denmark about 7th. Yep, that's right. Yeah, so, uh, but, you know, an hour before kickoff. No, it, Canada was 7th. They were too. We beat Canada for yeah. And I think Denmark are ranked ho- uh, below Australia. They are too. They are. Yeah. They are. You are right. Yeah, yeah Canada of, was 7th. Of course, Canada were the Olympic champions. Yep. And um, an hour before kickoff, everyone was calling for Gustafsson, the coach of the, the Matildas. They were calling for his head. Well, this is social media, of course. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Hang on, it's going down my mum's basement. Some corners of the of the media were also saying this guy's not right for the role. And uh, former coach you know, Alan Stadzik, who went through yep. a, an absolute media storm yep. when he was exited from the role. But then fast forward two hours later, and and we beat Canada four nil. Amazing. People have got to calm down. So they are running hot for Ream. Absolutely, they are the Matildas. Except nothing less than Australia's best and install a Ream, Australia's favourite hot water. Over 4 million people actually uh, watch that game in some say, capacity across all their platforms. You're in the big, you're into the, the numbers yep. for, for viewership. So it was high, was it? It was massive. It was massive, but it was across all of their platforms, Seven's platforms. So live, uh, you know. Uh, video on demand, all that Seven sort of mate, stuff. All those, yeah, all those things, yeah. streaming, all that sort of stuff. So, And I know SCN's doing some big numbers too with uh, the radio broadcasts as well. So it's, mate, it's it's captured the, the imagination of the nation. In fact, eight, over 8 million. That was good rhyming. Imagination, imagination of, the of the nation. Daddy, can we capture that? And I'll just use that when I'm feeling a bit flat. <laughs> and we'll use that. That is inspiring, kids. Uh, but over 8 million people. I'm just I'm pointing watched, up to the TV here, Woogie, because... Uh, on the TV is Mossy and Masui being interviewed. And, of course, yeah. we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. Great good, guy. Such how good does he look? Yeah. How good does he look? Sats, will he walk again? He's walking now. Unaided? Unaided, yeah. That's amazing. Yep. Yep. That's amazing. He's told he'd never walk again. He'd be basically – Daniel Anderson was told the same thing, you know. Daniel Anderson was told you'll just be in a wheelchair back and you'll be able to control everything with your chin. He's got movement in one of his arms, one of his legs, and he's still – the left-hand side is still – he can't use much his left hand side, but he was told he'd just be amazing, basically n- near like a vegetable in a um, 
in a Oh, wheelchair. there he is too. There he is walking. Yeah, unaided, with, with just with crutches. That's amazing. Amazing. He walks better than me. <laughs> Living on the sunny coast, back from England. Yep. Uh, oh, mate, that's they are amazing pictures to see. What an so, inspiration, eh? Yeah, so this is the um, – so for the listeners who want to – what we're talking about, it's a really good interview. It's a, it's a really good show on Fox Call, and you get on KO as well. It's called The Ditch. Right. And it's a New Zealand rugby league show right. hosted by Adam Blair, former NRL yep. player. Yep. It's a really, really good show. And they're doing an interview with Mossy Masui. I love the way the rugby league community – I know we've, we've moved off here, but I love the way the rugby league community actually gathered around him when he had his accident. Oh, yeah. Amazing. And, and the Super League did well, the, an amazing job. Well, the yeah. Tri-July that year yep. was all based around raising funds for Mossy. Yeah. But you know what I love? The massive smile on his face. Yeah, he's great. Well, you, you think – you come to work with a headache or you've had a big night or, you know, the boss is giving you the shits and you all of a sudden you go, life's not bad, is it? Mm, exactly. I have never faced in my life an adversity at all. I've never had to struggle with anything. Luckily, touch wood. Um, I mean, blessed with good looks. Uh, you yep. wouldn't expect so, Amazing right? physique. <laughs> yeah. When you say amazing, <laughs> what, amazingly big or <laughs> amazing that you can walk, is that what you're saying? You're well, rude, mate. All of the above. Except nothing less. Can you turn your phone off uh, then Australia's best and install a room? Australia's favourite hot water. Rat Rogers, what's he want? Matt Rogers, I don't know. Isn't he? Shouldn't he be playing golf? Yeah, probably. Uh, Payne Haas wants to win a premiership. Uh, apparently his management have had discussions with Melbourne about yes. joining them in 2025. The figure being bandied. No one would know what it is, but. Well, the starting number's a million. About a million. And that's right? fair. That's fair for him. Bellamy has said he would be the perfect fit for their system. Uh, I reckon he's probably – my view is I think he's probably more of a chance looking at how the Bronx are going and winning a, winning a premiership at the Broncos. Yeah, either way, you're in a, a really strong, strong system. Um, there's a chance the Broncos win it this year. They're a huge chance of winning the comp. I think they can really challenge Brisbane, uh, Penrith. Yep. Especially with – if they can keep Reynolds fit, absolutely they can. Payne Haas, can they fit him under the salary cap? Well, getting him to the table first and foremost and seeing what his starting price is. And if it is a million dollars where you've got you got Munster on over a million, you've got Pappenhausen that's not on a million, but he's in and around that sort of conversation. Yeah. He's might be around the eights, the nines. Still at a million? Who? Pappenhausen? Considering yeah. the amount of time he's been out injured, oh, well, are you no. still paying him that? Well, you have to because no, but in the signed. next contract, uh, probably not. Yeah. Well, you just see how he comes back. Yeah, true. More reports, he's put on about four or five kilos of muscle and hasn't lost his speed based on all his time. So he may be a better player. We'll talk about him in a moment. Game. Yep. But um, when you got Pappenhausen, Munster, Harry Grant, mm. who are taking up a large chunk of your salary cap, Jerome Hughes. Yeah, he probably wouldn't be on your six, eights or nines. Six. Yeah, he'd be on sixes or sevens because uh, they do sign for less there at Melbourne. Um, and then you throw Payne Huss in there. Can they carry four players in and around 900 to 1.2 million? Probably not. Mm. They might have to drop a couple of players out. It depends how important uh, the winning the premiership thing is to Payne Huss. Well, the the best thing the Broncos could do is win one this year, and he goes, you know, what? I don't want to leave. Mum's here. I, I, I don't. I, and that's the other thing as well. He wants to be around his family. Well, his mum's going to be incarcerated right. in southeast Queensland. Queensland. So, moving down to Melbourne doesn't help. Or, don't know whether the mindset is he needs to get away from that. Yeah, perhaps. So, with Payne Haas, yes, he's worth a million dollars. I hate it when players say I want to win a comp because you should try and be the person that 
changes everything at your current club and you're the reason why you do win a has comp. He, has he said that, though, or have I just seen reports on that? I no, just reports on yeah, it. Yeah, right. You know, but, um, but I think the Brisbane Broncos in the next three to four years, they're, they've got a really big window, I think, the Broncos to win a comp. Yep, okay. Yeah. Good call. Uh, New South Wales Rugby League is set to announce the re-signing, not resigning, of Brad Fittler for the 2024 Origin Series as his contract is basically over. He's he's non-committed at this time, and he said that after the last after the last Origin game, which the Blues won. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he deserves another crack? I do. I, I, I do because I don't think he's had the best cattle on the field. At all times. Well, most notably Luttrell and Tommy. The big the big guns. Yeah, so if they're playing, they win. He's won three, lost three, last six years. Um, but the, what is of concern is that... The chop, it, chopping and changing of the teams? Uh, no, we see that quite a bit with New South Wales. But in saying that, it seems as though he found the right, the right mix in game three. I do believe that Queensland changed a few things that they didn't do in the first two games and they had the ability to do that because they they had won the first two games. And, mm. for example, David Fafita came off after 20 minutes, started Harry Grant as, as opposed to starting Ben Hunt. So they had the, the luxury of just trying a few things and it didn't work and New South Wales were really good. So I, I, the big concern is, what, lost three of the last four series? Yeah, but I, I want to. But again, two of those he hasn't had Latrell and Tommy Turbo on mm. the paddock, right? The last two series they've been out injured. Oh, oh, do you think? And I, I don't know. And I'm just throwing this out there. Do you think that other people have too much of an influence on him? And when I say I'm talking about former coaches, probably mentors, because the world could see. I mean, Cleary was out as well. Let's not forget about that. Mm. Cleary was out, but. Everyone could see that the team he picked for game two in particular was a dog's breakfast. Game mm. one, Tavita Pangai Jr. Now, I wonder where that idea came from. I'm not naming names, but I think we all know where. Wrong selection. Everyone knew that. It seemed like finally game three. I felt like he's gone, stuff it. I'm picking my team. Yeah, it's, it's actually a good point. And, 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 and yeah. it seemed like he put the right plays in the right positions. Yeah, it's a good point you make. Um, but, you know... Inexperienced coaches like – and Freddie would still be classed as an inexperienced coach because he's not coaching yeah. week in, week out. Yeah. One of the greatest knowledges – the knowledge of the game, I should say. But you know, when, you're, when you're coaching – when you're not a, a regular coach week in, week out, you, you tend to listen to your mentors and there's nothing wrong with that. Because you don't back yourself. Yeah, but you also you, – your philosophies are built around these mentors. So I've got no doubt that – Freddie Fittler has taken things from Phil Gould as a coach who he's got a very close relationship with, maybe Graham Murray, who he was with at the Roosters at the time. Um, he probably takes a little bit of everything. What about his assistants? What about Brandy? What about Joey? He should be listening to them rather yeah. than the out. I mean, there's some experience there. Well, we don't know. We don't know whether he's listening to them. We don't know who he's listening to. We know that in game one and game two, he got, he got the selections wrong. He did. So, And that, that cost us... Start when I say us, New South Wales. Yeah, it cost us Origin, and well, yeah, we go you, back. Does he deserve are, it again? You are playing against a a mighty fine Queensland. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, well. mate. If mm. then why play why play Origin? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean. But clearly, I mean, mate, for God's sake, in game one and two, game two, 
Cam Murray starting on the bench, not coming on until the second half. Mm. Starts him in game three. Look at the momentum he gets through the middle. Look at the tackling he does. So to, so to answer Cook your question. started at nine. Yeah, to answer finally. your question, does he, does he deserve to, to get another contract? Well, based on his record and at origin, no. But who else is there as no, no. well? Well, it, based on the record of origin, you would think, no, he wouldn't. Mm. He wouldn't get another shot losing the last two Origin series, but I think, I think what's in the back of their mind, the New South Wales Rugby League, is if we get Latrell, Cleary, and Tavoyevic in the team at the same time, we can win Origin, and Freddie's proven that, and he's good for the, he's good for the the team. Yep. And so we, we probably need to give him another year. He's going to have some headaches around the halves combos because does he go with Walker again? I mean, it's going to go on form at that time of the year, but, you know, is it a Walker-Cleary? You think Walker is uh, a starter for the six, but I just I get nervous about this combination with Penrith. Let's hope they don't go back there. Some great news in rugby league throughout the week. Newcastle, who are in pretty good form at the moment. Yeah, they are. Um, and we spoke to Blake Green on Thursday nights. They've got a really good run into the finals, actually. Yeah, they have. Yeah. Of course, they've got the game Saturday Arvo uh, in Perth um, against uh, Dolphins. Dolphins. Mate, big signing during the week. Young Jack Cogger on a three-year deal from 2024. And they've also picked up Jack Cara, who, who can I just say, last week was outstanding. Yeah, he's, he's a really for the good, he's a good utility player. He is. Jed, yeah, and he's, he's, I feel he's gotten quicker. He's a quick guy. He's six foot four. I know. Massive unit. He was chasing those kicks last week. Yeah. Like he was, you know, an outside back. Jack Cogger's a really good signing. He has spent time at Newcastle as a young fella and has gone to Penrith in a really good system. He's learned some things off Nathan Cleary, how to manage a game, most importantly through your kicking. Mm. But Newcastle have got him back again. It's all about timing. Yeah. They've got him at the right time now. He's at an age where he's matured a lot more from when he was there before. He's a really good signing. But I tell you what, they've lost Dom Young and Lockie Fitzgibbon, which are two big losses, I think. But they've they've Dom Dom Young is massive. Massive loss. loss. But they've signed a kid from England – from the Huddersfield, his name's Will Price. He is this kid is a young phenom. He's twenty years of age. Phenom. He's he, phenomenon. Do, 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 do. <laughs> well, he's uh he could be anything. This kid. Yeah, right. He's a halfback, fullback. He plays like Kalen Ponga. Uh, he's he's shorter than Kalen Ponga, but he's um plays a lot long him like him. And they've signed a kid called Kai Pierce Paul. Now this kid's six five. He's twenty two. He's a second rower come centre. He, this kid, if he finds his way in the NRL, the rigours of the NRL, mm. this kid could be anything. 30 seconds. What do you reckon the halves combo looks like next year at the Knights? I think Cog will be seven, and I think Hastings will be six. What happens to Gamble, who's having a great year? Does he go to the back row or well, I th- utility? I think he's 13. 13, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a real good 13. And this young Leon Price, yep. he's untested at the NRL, but I've got no doubt he'll... He'll form somewhere in their lineup, but yeah, they'll have a really strong team next and year. And Gamble needs to start. He's a mongrel. Yeah, he's, every team he's needs a, a mongrel. Yeah, yeah. So I'd start him at thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't he changed his career around? Hasn't he turned it around? Well, he know, left the Broncos in bad circumstances, and he's killing it. Yeah, when he was at the Broncos, whenever they played, they always were in the game. When he was there, well, yeah. he just gets under the skin of the opposition. Yeah, and fans. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan, but I've admired what he's done. 
particularly of late at Newcastle. Break time. When we come back, we'll look at Thursday night football. This is Off the Bench. More Off the Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off the Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Nathan! Yeah, well, they're going to get a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to send him off. Yeah. Yeah, what's sending him off? You're going to send him off. No, that was, I think that was our man. What's this? Just come on. All right, so the issue is you've run out of the line with intent there. You've left the ground. You're off. Oh, you're kidding, Calvin. He's been waiting for this moment all night. Yep. You're looking at it now. There's the moment Nathan Brown was sent off last night in the Roosters 26-16 win over Manly at the SCG on the ground for 30 seconds, sent off for a high shot on Ben Travojevic. You and I are on opposite sides here. Yeah, but you know why I'm, we're on opposite sides? I don't think it's a send-off. Yeah, he makes, he makes his shoulder makes contact with the chin of Ben Travojevic. I think it's 10 minutes because I think it's one of those ones where you really need to go and look at it again from a judiciary point of view, a match review. And he's going to get some weeks and he deserves a couple of weeks mm. based on the way the NRL have been adjudicating these sort of um, these sort of tackles. But what's really interesting, Ashley Klein, he was – and Sean Timmons on the SCN League coverage, he was right then. He said he's been looking for this all night. Ashley so he was, was trigger happy. Oh, he just kept six agains and pe- I think there was 14 penalties in the first half. So, but what he does say there in the audio, can you play the audio again really quickly? Oh, I just, can't get to that point. Okay, so yeah. right at the end he says, you left the ground. Now, if you watch Nathan Brown, he doesn't leave the ground. He has one foot on the ground. Yeah, when he, when he makes contact, he's got a foot on the ground and his other foot is just maybe on the toe. Again, when you go to to the judiciary, you'll use that audio and you say, there's proof there that he hasn't left the ground. So he will get off then? No, I don't think he'll get off. I don't think he'll get off. I think he'll get a couple of weeks or a few weeks. We'll put it this way. If Val Holmes got four weeks, mm. based on being sent off, mm. he should get eight. I'll tell you why. That's I, not an eight week. That's not a six okay. or eight week. I'll I tell you why I think he should be sent, He should have been sent off because yep. it was a swinging arm going into the tackle. It wasn't a swinging arm. It was. It got stopped by his, by his shoulder his, hitting his head. No, his, sh- his shoulder hits and just based on pure momentum. The arm was up. The shoulder stops because it, because it hits um, it hits Trevojevic and his arm naturally comes wrapping around. When did we get to a time where we defend Roosters players? This is the this is the sus thing. <laughs> uh, Matt Lodge left the field early in the match with a knee yeah. injury. Not a good night for the for the Sea Eagles. Losing twenty one penalties. Yeah, there you go. It's ridiculous. Klein, send yourself to the bin. Twenty six yeah. points to sixteen. The Roosters slim hopes of making the finals are still open. This is off the bench. Back in a moment. Great interview with you and Rat with Paddy Richards. That's next. More off the bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search off the bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is off the bench NRL. Hudson taken by Norton. He took him late. Marshall skips away. Marshall skips away.
Oh, he never gets sick of hearing that. I know oh, rugby league fans don't either. Nearly 400 first-class games, Para, West Tigers, Wigan, La Catalans, and he can memorise pretty much every movie line he's ever seen, this guy. <laughs> That's a talent. Premiership winning winger Paddy Richards joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Paddy? Yeah, going good, boys. How are you guys going? Really well. Thanks for joining us. We love, uh, as we said earlier on, we love taking a, a trip down um, memory lane with some of the players. And, um, and you had a great career, an amazing career, not only here but over in the UK Super League. And you hear that, that audio which gets played each and every each and every year around grand final time. You uh, must, uh, yeah, what are we going to yeah, say? I'll right? tell you what, I, it, it's probably the first time West Tigers fans have had a smile on their face this year. Just, after, listening, uh, just to listening to that. <laughs> and now we're going to speak to Paddy Richards because it's been a tough year for him. Yeah. Now, um, you must never get sick of hearing and seeing that footage, Paddy. Oh, look, you, Seth, uh, you know, in a pretty special moment, mate. You, you're pretty fortunate, I suppose, that it's a good moment in a big game. And um, when you do hear it, it does... It does bring back some great memories of, of the whole week. And, um, yeah, mate, I'll never get sick of hearing it. And, and like you said, it put a smile on some people's faces. It's, um, that's what the game's all about. Now, the, as a junior, grew up around the, the Liverpool Cabramatta region. and But also, Paddy, I remember, and I was fortunate enough to play with you at, at the West Tigers my final year. And it was our first year at the, at the club. But we used, always used to play a bit of cricket in between mm. sessions. and. Paddy was an amazing cricket player as well. Right. He's an amazing pr- cricket player. As a kid, was it was it cricket and rugby league, or was was cricket favoured over rugby league at one stage? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, when, you know, growing up in Australia, that's it's cricket in the summer and footy in the winter. You know, so uh, I, I was sort of playing both as a kid, and um, you know, this year or last year, they're just gone. I just I had a season playing cricket with my young bloke who, who's um, he was 15 at the time. So that was that was awesome to go back and play play the game, which I hadn't played since I was about 17, which I had to give the game away. So yeah, love obviously love playing cricket, and um, yeah, to go back, it, it was awesome. Did you uh, did you did you play with anyone that that went on to you know play for New South Wales or Australia, Paddy? Yeah, I played, well, I played, I got up to like, uh, I played New South Wales under-17s with a couple of guys, Ed Cowan, he ended up playing test cricket for Australia. Um, there was a handy cricketer that went to my school as well, Michael Clark, who yeah, captained right. his country. And, <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, in and around those sort of guys, it was it was awesome. Um, but yeah, footy, footy sort of took, I suppose, uh, me down a different path. But, you know, I, I live my life with no regrets at all. Everything sort of happens for a reason. And I was just fortunate enough to, to play cricket and footy as a kid and, um, you know, to, like you boys, to be a professional sportsman, you can't you can't get much better than that. Yeah, so you, you, you sort of, Paddy, you went the opposite to what Andrew Simons did. So you, you pick, picked the footy and Andrew Simons picked the cricket. Mm. He was a handy footy player back in the day, Andrew. Played a bit yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. I mean, you, 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 could, you, could play, you could play, you know, both. But then it come to a stage there where I, I was 18 and, um, I was in the Parramatta Reels um, junior junior squad, and Brian Smith t- asked me to to join the rest of the boys in the sort of uh, the summer sort of program, um, and I just went from there and end up debuting uh, halfway through the U2000 as an 18 year old, and then um, you know cricket just took a back step, and I just couldn't go back. So I was I was fortunate to debut at a young age and just and stay with the game and got great memories and great friends. So, yeah, like I said before, no regrets. Yeah, nice one, mate. Now, 2001, you're in a parasite that broke all the records. Um, you missed the grand final with a broken leg. You know, they, they, they ended up getting beat by Newcastle. But did you think at that point, geez, this could be my only chance to, to play in a grand final and I'm going to miss it? 
yeah, mate, absolutely. Um, you know, as a kid, you watch grand final, like grand final day is massive. As a kid, you watch it, everyone gets around barbecues and, and wants to be involved in those. And um, for, for that to come around pretty quick, but like you said, I, I injured myself in my second year. I'd done my knee pretty bad um, after round 10. And then the boys just went on a great run at the Eels. You know, we had a we had a great side. I think I think they still hold the record for most points scored in a season. So it was a, mm. it was an exciting side. Um, but then they just come up against a Newcastle side that were better on the day. Um, and they they got the they got the win. So yeah, I was I was gutted to miss that because like you said, um, they don't come around too often. And I thought might be my only opportunity to play in a big game. But, but um, injuries are part and parcel of the game. And um, unfortunately, they they can take take big games like that away from you. Now, Paddy, in 2004, you and teammate Brady Hodson from Parry are signed with the West Tigers, and and there's a young kid there. He's 18 years of age. He goes on to be one of the most flamboyant, creative players we've seen in the game in, in recent memory, in Benji Marshall. And at 18, is there's there's one moment that made me realise that this kid could be something special. Is there anything that stood out to you that first year where you looked at him, or did he do something that you thought this kid's got some pretty special attributes? Um, I think mainly the biggest thing was his attitude. Um, he just want, he just, um, he's a winner. He just wanted to, he just didn't care. He didn't care if he made mistakes. Um, but physically seeing him do those sidesteps, mm. uh, no one had seen that before. And the way you just sidestep you and cut you in half a training, like, um, I don't think anyone had seen that before. And he was, he was willing to take the risk at training and all that. And, um, and eventually he took it out onto the field and um, played that sort of unbelievable style, and everyone just ran along with it. So yeah, from a young from a young age, he had that um, I wouldn't call it arrogance; I'd just call it self confidence that he just believed in himself that he could score or do something amazing at every every time he touched the footy. So he, he took that out onto the field, and um, you know I was pretty fortunate enough to be in that be in that era where we we got to witness that. Yeah, exactly. Now I've got to say I'm not going to talk about the injury. Paddy Richards had one of the worst injuries I've ever seen in 2004. It was a dislocated ankle. It was horrible to see this this night in the Central mm. Coast. But, And I, I honestly thought, I, I don't know whether he's going to be able to come back from it. But then in 2005, you had this flamboyant style of rugby league. Uh, but in every premiership winning season, Paddy, there's a, there's a moment or there's a game that comes to mind where you think you finally convince yourself that you've got the team to win the comp. Was there a game or a moment in 2005 where you thought – yeah, I think we can actually. I can actually win this comp. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're pretty inconsistent at the start of 2005. We had a young side. We'd win one, we'd lose one, we'd win another one, and we just we were doing that. And then we we started to, to put a few put a few wins together. But the one game that I thought that um, we just turned it on was we played Cronulla at Shark Park. And uh, I think we scored about five tries from our own half, and Benji was involved in about four of them. And um, we've all seen that one where he, he does that step three times, and then a no-look cutout ball to myself, 30 metres, and, and then I throw it over the top to Fitzhenry, and we just played that uh, unbelievable attacking style of footy, and it seemed to work, and it gave us the, the confidence there that you know, at any moment we could score from anywhere, and um, but we started to defend well as well. So a lot of people will talk about the way we attack, but we will come together. We're a very close team, and um, you've got to be a, a good defensive side if you get, if you want to do anything. And um, it all sort of started to come together. But it was probably that day at uh, at Cronulla that gave us all that self belief that you know we're a pretty special side. 
Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, Paddy. I, I had the opportunity to play with, with Princey and, and Buff Frankie at the Titans. And one thing that they would talk about all the time was how close that that Tigers team was and how much of a difference it makes to, you know, performance on the field. Um, yeah, so, so, I mean, obviously, you know, it helps. Um, was that forced or did that just happen? Do you feel like it just came together? Oh, it comes together off the field. Um, you know, after training, you want to spend time together. We're always catching up for lunch and, and just it just became, uh, it was a natural sort of thing that happened. And, and when you start winning and, and you're enjoying each other's company and you're dying to get to training and to, and to get better and, and we're playing such an exciting style of footy. Um, not many sides, it's, not many, you know, we had a great coach that allowed us to play like that as well. So I suppose we had the young guys, we had some good senior guys. It was just the right time and it just, you know, we caught fire at the right time towards the back end, and, and like you said, Buffer and, and Prince, you said we were so close, but um, it was in those big games, when you're so close, you you want to defend well together as well, and that just gave us that self-belief that we, we thought we could beat anyone, and coming up against probably Parramatta and the, and the Dragons were probably the red-hot sides, mm. but we had that self-belief that um, you know, we, we could beat any of them, so, um, you know, that's important. Yeah, now, mate, what, what a lot of people don't know is, is you know, you were carrying injury going into the grand final. Um, can you tell us what you had to go through to get on the field, just to get on the field? Because you looked like you were running freely, but that was, you know, you, you were carrying a pretty significant injury where you needed, you know, injections just to get on the field. Yeah, so against the Dragons the week before, um, a minute before half time, I came in field and um, I ran into Lance Thompson and Barrett, a couple of others, and, and I sort of... Um, I sort of twisted my leg and, and I just heard heard a couple of crunches and clicks and, and things you don't want to hear and, and some pretty bad pain as well. And I thought, like Sat said at the start, that um, by the time I dislocated my ankle, um, my first trial match for the West Tigers, it, it instantly felt exactly the same as that. Um, so I thought, oh no, my season's over. I just signed to go to Wigan. Um, you know, my, the grand final curse, so I'm going to miss another one because we're, we're so close. And um, so leading into that game, that I, had, I thought I was no chance of playing in the grand final. So um, I remember speaking to the Dr. Clara during the week um, and he sort of said, look, we, you know, we can roll the dice here, we can inject it. Um, you might not play again. But, um, how do you feel about that? And I just remember, I was, whatever, whatever it's going to take, I'll, I'll roll the dice and... Um, so we injected it. Um, Shenzi gave me up until captain's run, and um, you know I had to inject my knee as well because I tore a bit of cartilage in there as well. But I was just like, just jab anything. But I, I couldn't really feel anything. I was, I was sort of running on memory and just adrenaline. Um, I, I couldn't feel my foot at all. But um, look, I didn't do too much in that grand final to be honest, apart from obviously scoring that try. But you know things happen for a reason, and. Um, it's just one of those moments I feel like I got lucky for rolling the dice and now I'm involved in a great moment and we won the game. Didn't do much. What about that? Yeah, you almost you almost ripped Rod Jensen's face off when you palmed him to score the try as well. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, Paddy, before we let you go, your kicking game, uh, amazing. And, and with the Benji flick pass, you knew it was coming because, as you mentioned earlier on, he's, he's, he did it at training all the time. Mate, I was shocked when I saw the replay. Like, well, that was a flick pass. Yeah, I but couldn't believe it. Ray, Ray Warren actually didn't see it, did he, Paddy? When you watch back, but you knew it was coming. Well, you just got to expect anything, and yeah. that's all the way we sort of trained. And, and, and you know, I probably didn't realise at the time, but um, you know, there was 
there was a few tries we scored that year, and Benji was doing those sort of things anyway. So, um, you know, it, it happened so quick. Um, it was I was in the right spot. You know, I, I was because of my injury and Benji's injuries with his shoulders. He was actually back where the winger was. Yeah. Um, you know, Thurston puts a kick through. Lafranchi actually takes Thurston out. So in today's game, that try would, would, probably would have been called cancelled. Yeah. You know what I mean? They would have gone back to that. So, um, you know, things happen for a reason. And um, Benji just done his magic and, and tries that in grand final. It, it comes off and then Jensen was coming across and I had to do something. Otherwise, I would have ended up on the highlight reel like Scotty Sattler. <laughs> you were... <laughs> yeah. I think you should have got suspended for eye gouging, Rod Jensen. That's what that's what should have happened. Now, you uh, we see Matty Burton, his big kicks. Of course, you were famous for your, your massive kickoffs, the spiraling, the oh, floating terrifying. kickoffs. Yeah, it was terrifying for an outside back. But in saying that, did did you ever entertain going over the NFL, or did your manager ever make any calls toward the NFL with your your punting? Oh, there was, there was a lot of talk. I mean, the press jumped all over it. Um, there was a, there was a company out here called Ozkick or something yep. like that, and yeah, um, I, I remember going going to a park uh, once and, and having a kick with a ball. And I suppose we we kick the ball a little bit differently when we punt the ball. We, we're a bit more side on. Where where the NFL they they like to they like to be very straight on and kick it a certain way. Um, yeah, I've got no regrets. I probably wouldn't want to go and you know live over there and do all that. Um, could I have done it? Who knows? You know what I mean? I, I just enjoyed doing what I did and um, no regrets at all. But, yeah, I love doing all the kickoffs and things like that and trying different spiral techniques and all that. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a different thing to – I mean, after the catchers, they don't, they don't want to catch that. They just want a stock standard sort of kickoff and um, I just try to change things up a little bit and, and, you know, we used to get the odd result out of it as well. Yeah, good stuff. Outstanding. Now, I said earlier on you, you love your movies. You got any – Favorite movie lines you want to throw in there? The last moment or not? Hey, I know your your favorite is the Tony Montana from Scarface, isn't it? That? <laughs> yeah, he's always that trainee's always throw the Tony Montana yeah, at me. Right. <laughs> he's yeah. outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, tremendous player. Even better go off the field and a great career, um, Paddy Richards. And uh, mate, really thank you for taking time out to join us on uh, Where Are They Now for Sports Day. No worries, boys. Thanks for thanks for the chat. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Yeah, we better uh, check out with a man who uh, likes tipping $15 winners like he did during Mm. the week. Well done, Nelson. Uh, remember, gamble responsible. Actually, that's not what I need to say. Imagine what you could be buying instead. Yes. Nelson, well, welcome to the show. Yes. Imagine what you could be buying with $15 winners, guys. Exactly. No, that's not the right message no, to send not. out. But anyway, no. let's uh, move on. Big weekend of racing around Queensland. Yes? Yes, it is. We've got uh, plenty of meetings around the state. Uh, we have a main meeting, of course, at Eagle Farm on Saturday. We race at Aquas Park Gold Coast on the Poly Track once again. Uh, we've got some uh, provincial meetings, some cup meetings, but we also race the Tab Zone at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone, Sunny Coast on Sunday, and Townsville on Sunday. Don't forget next Saturday, big day at Cluden Park in Townsville. It's the running of the Cleveland Bay and the, uh, the Townsville Cup. So looking forward to that. But a couple of uh, other cup meetings, Mataburra and Nanango were both holding their cup meetings on Saturday. Non-tab, so if you're in the area, head out there and enjoy the festivities. Yeah, love it. Townsville Cup. 
That'd be is a it great big? Day. I've never done it. That'd be a great day. I could imagine it'd be very big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good. Are you gonna, it is big. Um, do they put it on around the same time as the Cairns Cup? Like, is that on soon? Or? That's Cairns Amateurs, isn't it? Amateurs yeah, is bigger than... No, yeah. no. No, the Cairns Cup, then the Cairns Amateurs. The Cairns Amateurs is in September yeah. and the Cairns Cup's in August. We've mm. got to do it this year. We've got to do the Amateurs. The Amateurs is better. Cause it's a minibus. Minibus? Yep. Nelson will drive? Yep. And how many long necks is it between oh, here and Ken? I don't know. Anyway, let's not go None into that either. Driving. What tips have you got on the weekend, Nelson? All right, here's a couple for Eagle Farm. I think will run really well. Race three, number three, Tango Fever. Good winning first up for Rob Heathcote three weeks ago at Eagle Farm. Further improved. Looks way too good for those. Race three, number three. And race five, number five, Field Weary. Comes up from New South Wales. One there, two starts back. Latest run was in Queensland at Doombin, though. Drew a white gate, got back, ran on really well. I think much better placed on Saturday and doesn't look to be a lot of depth in that race either. So I'm pretty confident that those two will both run really well. If you're looking for one at odds, race seven, number 15, Uncle Russ. I think he'll improve up to 1,400 metres. He can back him each way. All right, mate. Could you get yourself a new phone as well? That's what you could buy instead. A new phone. Yeah. Why? What's Your line's shocking. <laughs> I remember, remember a couple of years ago, Nelso, it took him a year to sort out his headphones. <laughs> Here we are again. <laughs> Here we are again. Mate, this contract must be over, so let's go for it. Queensland is racing. Your, your phone plan, probably time to renew it. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. You're just a victim because you're a fan of a flip phone, aren't you? I've still got it, and the Nokia is my backup phone. So and listen to it. It sounds yeah. like you're on the yeah. backup one. Exactly. Uh, Nelso, thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Nelso. Uh, now it's time for our Saturday Outlook. Thanks to Pioneer Seeds. Optimise your canola with new Optimum GLY hybrids for Pioneer Seeds. Um, Cowboys, Broncos, 3 o'clock to Savo. Sell out. What a game. Big crowd. Mad cow going off. Yep. Hill and Lukey back. Val Holmes missed four weeks. That's ridiculous. And uh, Jordan Ricky will return, looks like, in Jersey 40, Jersey 20, I should say, for the Brisbane Broncos. And, um, of course, at Optus Stadium, double header, which is Souths and Sharks and Knights and Dolphins. And don't forget, too, uh, for any of our listeners around Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast, Ryan Pappenhausen makes his return to Rugby League. This is exciting. It certainly is. He's uh, playing for the Sunshine Coast Falcons. Five o'clock, Sad Diavo, and they're playing the unlucky Ipswich Jets, yep. who haven't won a game this year, which is unlucky. 0-18, they are. And uh, went to extra time against the bye. <laughs> but they prevailed and got the point sacked. So, <laughs> oh, it's been a horrible, horrible. But that'll be Fingers great. Fingers crossed Pappy comes back. Injury free. Catch that game on SEN uh, or the SEN app if you want to hear that. Drury Forbes and Andrew McCulloch calling that game. Optimise your cropping rotation with new Optimum GLY herbicide tolerance trait canola hybrids from Pioneer Seeds. Thanks to Paddy Richards. Thank you to Scott Sattler. Thank you to Matt Rogers for ringing during the but show. Most of all, thank you. No, you're welcome. It's birthday weekend. I'm running hot. Oh, yeah, birthday. Yeah, Sunday. Happy birthday. Catch us next week for Sports Day. See ya.